Welcome to the world's greatest Bronze Age Spider-Man podcast. Here comes the Spider-Cast. I am your co-host, Mike Allen. As always, I'm joined by... Uh, Joshua Mervell. And today we're going to be taking a look at some Spidey comics from February of 1987. That's right. And thankfully, we have Bex Luther with us this week. Thanks for hey. Luther. Sorry, I missed last week. There was too many frogs and I would have just cried the whole time, so... Understandable. Understandable. We've all been through that before. We know exactly what you're talking about. And (laughs) and also returning this week, (laughs) return guest, Andrew Helmer. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. A.K.A. Barry. Right? Tis I. Yes. Yes. uh, For some reason, I also go by Barry. Is there a secret origin to that? Oh, there you go. For those that are only listening, there's a cat in our podcast video now. We're looking at a cat. She's so small. She is. She is so small. She is very, very tiny. She's 10 days. Sorry, I've only had her. I've had her for a week. I was going to say she's 10. She's not 10 days old. She's she's five months old. (laughs) Okay. So not only have I not had her for 10 days, but she's not 10 days old. So I don't know. I don't know why I said 10 days. Understandable. Understandable. So cute, you got distracted. Actually, yeah. That's, it it happens a lot. (laughs) So that was the highlight of this episode. Uh, It's all downhill from here. (laughs) Nobody gets to see it. As we review review, uh, Spider-Man comics from 1987, for those uh, long-time, for those new listeners, let me just remind everybody we're reviewing every single Spider-Man comic from the 1980s. This is my era when I was growing up. I was picking and choosing Spider-Man comics. And uh, at around 1989, 1990, I went back and found all these back issues and I read them all. And I thought they were all God's gift to, you know, Earth. (laughs) And then I reread them many, 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 many times. And with each subsequent reread, they lost a little bit of the luster. And uh, this is the latest reread. And we are reviewing them now for your sake. And uh, with Web of Spider-Man number 23, Andrew is going to tell us a quick summary of what happened, right, Andrew? Uh, I'm doing web. Yes? Web. <laughs> yes. Web of yeah. Spider-Man 23 from February 1987. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so uh, we did we did Web of Spider-Man 23. Uh, so in this issue, uh, Peter is... Basically, it opens up with Peter on his way back from England. Uh, he was there with uh, Joy Mercado, who uh, was a brief fixture at the at the are they at the bugle while they're doing this or are they at now magazine they're that's a good question it's kind of both like <laughs> it, it seems like like now magazine is like uh like a, an off branch of the daily bugle because i think it's in the same building mm-hmm. it's just like a different office floor so <laughs> <laughs> it's like so next to it so yeah. I, I, i'm trying to i'm trying to fill in the blanks from uh like you know the fact that i i read one issue every uh well since like the you know like four months eight, yeah. eight weeks since <laughs> i last did an, ep- an episode of this so i was like trying to figure out where he was uh they were over in England last issue, uh, and uh, apparently uh, Spider-Man just so happened to show up in England as well, and, uh, and Joey Mercado is not happy with uh, Peter Parker that uh, he does not take his job serious. He's just coasting because of his his arrangement with Spider-Man, because that's mm-hmm. the only way that any of this could be explained, because mm-hmm. obviously, like, 
Oh, Peter Parker's going over. Spider-Man's flying over, too. <laughs> That's it. Uh, so she's trying to voice his displeasure with him, but she's like, you know, we're on a plane. Let's not have this conversation right now. And Peter's like, screw that. And he barges into like the airplane bathroom, like, like a complete like creep. Yeah. Uh, and then she kind of levels with him like this. This is what I'm talking about. This thing that you just did where he barged into the bathroom. This is why right. I don't think you take your job seriously. Um, <laughs> when they get back to New York City, uh, we get to encounter, uh, <laughs> Slide. Yeah! <laughs> Slide with a Y, who I have, I, I was lucky enough to know who he was, so I got pretty excited when he showed up. Uh, now Slide is a villain, I don't know if he, if this is his first appearance in web, but he, uh, he's just a criminal who just basically greases himself up with off-brand Teflon spray and he like slides through things and uh, okay. yeah it is uh he he is a scientist who again just created an off-brand Teflon spray uh the company is he was with fired him because the company was run by the mob so uh, he decided just to become a supervillain. Uh, although he does seem to think that he's some form of Robin Hood-like character. Um, what else happens in this issue? Oh, well, Peter is really upset that Joy is, you know, basically telling him things that are absolutely true. Uh, and he doesn't like hearing bad things about himself. So the first thing he does is he goes to Aunt May, and he knows that, if he brings food, Aunt May will shower him with affection. So, uh, <laughs> so, so that's what he does. Uh, what else? Uh, Peter Parker is, you know, the world's worst boyfriend. Forgot to get Mary Jane anything on his big trip. I don't know if they're dating at this time. They're just entangled. So he forgot to get her something. So he just goes to the mall and buys her like mall chocolates. Uh, and then they, uh, while he's fighting Slide, they, uh, they melt. And, <laughs> right, uh, right, right. You know, that, that, that Parker luck strikes again. Uh, what else? Uh, Aunt May asks him to go to Atlantic City with her. So that's clearly setting up another issue with a bunch of gambling puns. Uh, <laughs> and coincidentally, the Vulture is also in Atlantic City. Yeah. A very awkward cliffhanger but whatever it was really it was really awkward because it was just like it's one of those great like it's just two nobody characters get like a whole page to themselves and they're just making out in atlantic city and then they're like who's that and it's just the vulture well and, and i love how the girl says what any girl would say if they saw an, an old elderly man flying over with artificial wings she says i saw something something inhuman like some kind of monstrous bird of prey hunting yep yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> that was just, that. Let's just say quickly, this issue was plotted by regular web writer David Michelini, but it was written by Len Kaminsky, who I think has written a couple in the last few episodes that we've reviewed, drawn by Jim Fern, inked by Vince Coletta. So not quite a fill in, but it's getting there. We're continuing a story that's been going on for a while, but we're now going in a different direction we're you know we're retreating a villain that was introduced in amazing a few months ago 
Uh, kind of a typical issue of a you know of any Spider-Man comic. Not really the direction that Webb was trying to go in with like realistic plots and darker plots. That was the new direction started like a few months ago. So I thought this issue was kind of average. But Andrew, you're our guest this week, so I want to hear mm-hmm. your thoughts. What did you think about this issue overall? I mean, out of the three of them, I I enjoyed it the most, mostly mm-hmm. because I found it was it, at the very least it was the tightest plot like it didn't have it literally you know it knew it had 22 pages so it's like okay parker's dealing with joy mercado aunt may teflon slide uh and that's it right it didn't it wasn't trying to like sprinkle a bunch of other stuff through it um i liked the art but yeah it was you know kind of you know it was it was very it was clearly a fill-in issue in that right. like it was like this is not if you had missed this issue you had not missed a thing <laughs> good point good point uh joshua Marvel, what do you think yeah i i kind of agree it was a pretty like solid story um everything made sense i liked everything that happened uh uh the, I love the interaction between Joy and Peter at the beginning. Like that's ridiculous. And yeah. Like it, it's it's kind of funny, but also at the same time, I'm like Joy. We know that you know. It's <laughs> right. so weird right. now that all of a sudden she's like, "You're partnered with Spider Man, aren't you?" It's like, no, you already had it figured out. We like <laughs> you practically said that you knew he was he was Spider Man, and it's just kind of like yanked from us mm-hmm. so that's kind of disappointing um i would have liked to have like i know that there are a lot of characters now that like know he's spider-man mm-hmm. especially at this time we're gonna talk later about how in uh peter parker uh that both felicia and mj know that he's spider-man so like it would kind of add another thing but i feel like this is like the one character that makes sense would figure it out like she's a journalist um they're working closely together going out of the country together like i feel Mm -hmm. like that would actually add some real conflict because it's both uh somebody personally that he knows but also Mm -hmm. it's kind of a little bit more dangerous because it's like is she gonna blab about this like it's kind of her job to do this right and to like report on the news (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it was kind of a bummer that that was kind of ripped from us from the beginning. But Slide is like a ridiculous, campy, uh, you know, D-list Spidey villain. It, and he's super fun. I love that he's kind of like this misunderstood bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he's I'm he's a bad guy to get back at the man, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I was a scientist developing this nonstick technology <laughs> until i found out that that the pan company was working for the mafia yeah. <laughs> it's just like absolutely insane right. um but yeah i had a, i had some fun reading this comics it's comic. awesome. yeah yeah uh bex luther what do you think i can't believe joy doesn't know i can't believe you're not letting her know right 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 it's literally her job and they've already showcased that she's a good reporter like she shoves her nose into everything there's no way she couldn't she doesn't know it's so frustrating she's not lois lane 
<laughs> but still, they literally this whole like arc in England was like Joy Mercado like steps in front of a gun to get a story. Like, mm-hmm. but and then oh, Peter's in England. Oh, Spider Man's in England. Oh, Peter's in Ireland. Spider Man's in Ireland. What a coincidence! No. <laughs> I can't believe this deal you guys have, right? Like, come on. Like, yeah, that's what it is. It's a deal mm-hmm. that he has with Spider-Man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I wish writers would just figure out a way to av- completely avoid these types of situations. Like, obviously, that would mean they could never travel. But it just raises way too many questions, right? Yeah. So, it it feels like a cheap way to add, like, suspense Yes, good because point. Because they, they know that they're just going to brush it under the rug when this whole arc is over. Like, it never happened. It's um, funny It's funny to think about even bringing that up, because I was like, oh, you know, and they did that in the last Spider-Man movie. And then I was like, but they attempted to not have it, him be Spider-Man. They were like, Spider-Man's not over in Europe. You have to come up with a new one. Like, So somebody mm-hmm. at least finally did something where they were like, he can't just be Spider-Man swinging around London. And then Mary Jane was like, oh, it's Spider-Man, and it's Peter, obviously. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah. Peter's right. a dumb kid and thinks it's going to work, and Mary Jane is a slightly less dumb kid and is like, no, it didn't work. I know you're Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'm really disappointed that I apparently missed Spider-Man in Ireland. Uh, I've been to Ireland many times. Uh, there's nowhere for Spider-Man to swing. Well, you can always go back and read those ones, right? Don't do it. Don't. <laughs> Trust uh, he me. He doesn't do a lot of swinging. He does a lot of punching the IRA. Yes. Wait, well, you know. he, he's also, is that, he, that's where he's in caves, right? Or is that a different story? No, that, that was. Oh, that was the other one. That was the other, the other one. one. Yeah. They were like in a facility, maybe underground, some rocks on corporation. They were underground rocks right. on. Right, right, right. I forgot about Anyway. That. Pissed anyway, off. yeah, Joy, come on. Like, I was so I was rooting for her so much, and I've just lost all faith in her. But then she shows up with this dress, and I give her like a couple extra points because the dress <laughs> she's wearing when she just strolls into work the next day is on freaking point. Mm-hmm. Um, the fashion in all these issues is amazing, <laughs> except Peter Parker. Peter Parker cannot dress to save his life. <laughs> That's good. Know. That's what I like about him. I can't remember which one of the three it was, but. It might have been in it might have been in uh, spectacular, but it was just Peter Parker in a robe with the bottom half of his costume. Still. Yeah. We will talk about that for sure because it's very ridiculous. Um, speaking of fashion, slide. That I love that outfit. I think I said that last time. I love his outfit. I love his character design. I love him. He's so funny. Like Josh was saying, he's just like a, a scientist who was wrong, so he just steals secrets and also, but like. Not so much that he's like, oh, I'm going to give to the rich or steal from the rich and give to the poor. He's like, I'm going to steal from the rich and keep it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to make yeah. my own. I didn't have That's my <laughs> money. I didn't have enough hours to fill to file for EI. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what happened. And then, of course, Peter immediately going to, to visit Aunt May. Finally, it's been like weeks and every time aunt may calls and she's like i miss you peter and he's like i'm busy hang on (laughs) like yeah like she raised you peter go go visit your freaking aunt may for something and then he's like oh i need food and a nice warm bed to sleep in how about you 
He needs a fe- he needs a he needs somebody to not tell him he's bad like everybody else in this is. So he <laughs> immediately beelines it for Aunt May to tell him he's okay. This <laughs> Peter Parker is the worst boyfriend and the worst son, and he's not even dating Mary Jane. They don't they don't know what they are. But I can't believe he mentions that he's like, oh, I was just in Europe for a couple of days and didn't get my model fashionista girlfriend. Maybe maybe not anything. Didn't think to get her anything. <laughs> I'd be yeah, the, I get. I malt, malt he was a, a terrorist attack for most of it, but that's true. They're also yeah, the relationship the is complicated <laughs> because they're not dating, but they're always together. They they go out on dates, but he's also sleeping with Black Cat, and he's also sleeping with other people. It's just it's been a weird. Nobody official, and Mary Jane's sleeping with Alfredo, so it's fine. Right, right, yeah, yep. Alfredo, like, they're not committed. As long as everyone's okay with that, then it's cool. They just got to figure their stuff out. I feel like if you took all the thousands of Spider-Man, you know, issues that exist, I would say this weird middle ground Peter Parker, Mary Jane thing takes up probably more of them than almost than them Mm -hmm. not dating or them dating. Like the middle ground is oh, it's every everything. Totally right. You're totally right. So, okay, here's the thing. Let's we got to wrap this up. Let's talk about the art in this one. Andrew, uh, what do you think of the art? This is by um, Jim Fern, who's not really a regular, uh, and Vince Coletta, who's a Marvel veteran for inking. But uh, what do you think of it? I enjoyed it. I, I, I you know, it was uh, a little bit more dynamic than say the Amazing Art is at this point. Um, I, I liked it. You know, it wasn't like spectacular, but. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> didn't like yeah. the pun. Hated it. Hated didn't, the pun. <laughs> didn't mean. Didn't mean to. Didn't mean to. Just I say spectacular a lot. <laughs> the doggy did not like it. Yeah. What's wrong? Um, like puns. Uh, Josh, what do you think of the art in this one? Uh, yeah, the art is surprisingly really good. I thought. Like I, I thought it was. Uh, in great service to the story i think that uh it kind of gives this like retro style which is super fun right it weirdly feels different from a lot of the other uh web ofs yeah um i assume because it's not the same uh, right. artist this week mark silvestri was the regular now i think he's gone yeah so yeah i i really liked it um my favorite panel um is in this issue from from this month it's when Vic is running down the stairs to get chicken. <laughs> Which page is that? He's just a man and he knows what he wants. He is he's like you can tell that he is not like full on in a sprint, but his legs oh. are far enough spread apart <laughs> you know that he's walking as fast as he can. And he's like, Chicken you say? Chicken you yes. say? Yes. Mm. That panel stood out to me. I'm like, what the hell is going I on? Love- so much. Chicken say. This yeah. is digital page twelve, just so everyone knows it. What is Peter doing? Peter's doing the limbo on the other side of the wall there. Oh, he, they needed to draw him in the panel still, but he's, he's like, right. right. Peter just he, I know she says chicken, but it looks like Peter just shows up with like five things of coleslaw. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're totally right. Totally right. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be KFC. Screw oh yeah. Again. Yeah. Yeah, because he references the twelve herbs and spices. Yeah, yeah. I do love how it's Peter goes to visit Aunt May and brings her dinner so they can like catch up whatever, and then 
this guy, one of like the and boarders, he's just like, yeah, me, I'm here. Yeah. Dinner with with a mother and son. I'm invest. I'm invested in this. Like, dude, take your chicken, go eat it in your room. Like, <laughs> I don't think he. I don't think he says anything the rest of the no. time either. Like, he's just. He's just kind of like looking back at forth between Aunt May and Peter just eating chicken. Yeah. Is he there? He's the best. Because as an interloper on this series, I was just like, who the fuck's this guy? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know who this guy is. He's the chicken guy. <laughs> You're right. Like, what? Why did the writers even give him that scene? <laughs> chicken, you say? That's his only line. The whole oh, my God. <laughs> the the cool thing about him is is he's actually in a wheelchair in the the previous issues and like the chicken he, he now he can walk it's a miracle right <laughs> no, no 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 wait you're thinking of Nathan that's a no, that's Nathan Le- no I'm making a joke <laughs> oh oh okay oh <laughs> uh, why is he that's so confusing anyway he also sticks did you notice he also sticks around for the cake. When they have dessert, he's mm-hmm. also doing that too. Cake, you say? They should have added that in. Yeah, like I, <laughs> I, I, I thought he was like Aunt May's yeah. like boyfriend or something, but he's not just that guy. A, he's just a porter, so okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, he, he wasn't there back. when they had breakfast, though. That sucks. That's true. Wait, sorry. What's his name again? I gotta look this guy up. I gotta see if he comes uh, back. Vic. 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 Okay, let me look him up right now, really quickly. Victor Pal- Palermo. Oh, no, no, that's not him. No, no, no. At least. Oh, it is him. It is him. Okay. So rest assured, he comes back. Okay. Oh, thank God. Yeah, thank God. I think it's, he's woo. like. Is he, also a ho- is he also a hobgoblin at some point? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he was a new suspect, honestly, at this point. Hobgoblin <sighs> rips off the mask, and Peter's like, it's. Chicken time. Hi. <laughs> I know. I okay. knew it. You want to know something crazy? This guy was created in Marvel Team Up number 124. I guess we missed that one, John. We, we read it, but I completely forgot. Well, yeah, he's probably been in the background for all of these issues. We've just never really noticed it because he hasn't had any lines or any notable right. lines. Well, he's just the only person left at the uh, halfway home. The span of time we've spent talking about this guy is probably way more dialogue than he ever has. And for those that are paying attention, his last appearance was in Web of Spider-Man 78 in July 1991. So everyone run out and get that one because it's going to be worth a lot of money one day. Okay. Oh, his wife is the the angry looking lady. Right. The one who's always bitching. Doesn't buy any KFC either. So, last word. Andrew, Why isn't she there? Andrew, do you recommend this issue? Sure. For slide, yeah. For, For slide. slide. And okay. Vic. And Vic. And Vic, of course. Victor, right, right. Uh, Josh, what about you? Yeah, this was a this was a pretty fun one. Um, even if it does kind of feel a little bit fill-in-ish, um, I still had fun reading it. So, yeah. All right, Bex Luther. Yeah, no, I mean, it's slide, right? Like, how can you not? There's like, what, six issues with this guy in it? Might as well read the read one of them. You got it. I agree. I like slide. I like this issue. It was fun. And with that, we're going to move on oh. to... Huh? I was going to say, you know who they should bring into into the Spider-Verse 2? Slide. slide? 
Oh, he's sick in that animation style. Right that would be that. actually really cool. He yep. showed up recently in this, in in probably an amazing, really uh, like within the oh. last like two like recent enough that it's on Marvel Unlimited. So wow, like, you know, yeah. I mean, he his costume looks cool. His power set's cool. The fact that he it's just like Pam that he's like spraying <laughs> on himself is a little ridiculous, but. Uh, yeah, I, I I'd be excited to see more of him. It's it's really hard not to remember like the greased up guy from Family Guy whenever he was doing it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I don't remember that character, but it's what you are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we are gonna jump to Amazing Spider-Man two eighty five right. Gang War Part two, and who's doing this one again? Bex Luthor, are you going to tell us what's going on in this one? Yeah, and it's a good thing two weeks ago you told us that the the um, digital issue we were reading was just cut off and that the Punisher was actually in that issue because right. now the Punisher's here. <laughs> exactly, yes. So the last issue, the scans just, just cut off, which is fun. Very and now bizarre. the Punisher's here. Right. Um, and this takes this... We start with like the gang war that's been happening apparently in... Um, New York between like Hammerhead, the Rose, Hobgoblin, Jack O' Lantern, and the Arranger. Not Kingpin because he's on vacation. Right. Um, <laughs> and I think what happens is he got in a fight with Daredevil. Daredevil kicked his ass and he got sad, so now he's on vacation. Right. Exactly. Um, just left his his sick wife. Just is gone. Buying F some, her. Buying some white paintings somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> So we start off with Hammerhead, which is just a big old splash page of his five head. And um, <laughs> he's talking to the Rose and they're talking about the gang war and how the Rose is going to eventually have to intervene and how he doesn't want to intervene. So a really, really productive conversation. Um, and then they're like, what are we going to do, boss? And he's like, don't worry, I'll figure it out. Spoiler alert, he doesn't. Um, <laughs> and then we quickly pan over to some sort of gang war i guess it's in um what where are they they're in like a, a casino arcade i think it's just an arcade it's yeah. just like a regular <laughs> yeah. arcade yeah i was like are these like poker machines no they're just arcade cabinets um and spider-man's fighting some goons and then his spider sense goes off and he's like whoa and he gets out of the way because two two goons get sniped because punisher's here and he's he's gonna end the gang war because he doesn't like all these criminals obviously so a little bit of internal monologue between Spider-Man and Punisher, how like they both kind of understand where each other's coming from, but they don't like it. There's a little ch rooftop chase scene, but Punisher's like, oh, you're chasing me, Spider-Man. Well, like, what about those guys I shot? They're bleeding out. And Peter's like, ah, oh, crap, you're right. I gotta get them. So he goes back. The cops show up and they're like, hey, Spider-Man, we don't really like you. And he's like, yeah, I know. And he bounces. And at the same time, the Hobgoblin is thinking about him, I guess. We, <laughs> we go over to, um, it looks like Jack Lantern it was instructed by the Arranger to kill Hammerhead. I think that's what, right? Arranger is instructed Jack Lantern? I think. Yeah. I think I have that. I was like so confused half the time. I was like, who hired who? Thor, yeah. Right, right, right. Thorn was Hobgoblin and Arranger was. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Ranger hired 
um, Jack Lantern, and then Hammerhead comes out, and he's like, oh, I got all my goons, though, and Jack Lantern's like, oh, no, goons, I didn't prepare for there to be a couple people, so he younces, um, and then the, the more mob guys that nobody cares about are talking to the arranger, and they're like, where's Kingpin? Nobody knows where Kingpin is, um, but then Richard Fisk, Kingpin's son, shows up, and he's like, hey, I want to see my sick mom, and she doesn't remember him, and it's very sad, um, and then Peter is, I was like, where, where did I lead off? Oh well, yeah. Peter is like ticked off and he's at the bugle and nobody wants his pictures. And Ned is angry at everybody. Basically his wife's cheating on him. Also, he thinks he's the hobgoblin at this point. It's just a, it's just a big, big Ned. Ned is having a bad time. <laughs> um, and also, he's losing out on all these gigs because uh, Ben Ulrich is just schmoozing his way to the top. I love this disheveled glasses, like, down to the tip of his nose, tie-loosened Ben Ulrich. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, so Spidey goes, and he's going to go, like, he's going to end the gang war. That's what that's what his plan is. His plan is to end the gang war. And um, he, he so he swings off, and the Punisher's, like, getting ready to also end the gang war. Uh, we have a very patriotic shot of Spidey swinging over the American flag. There is a bit more drama. So, like, it looks like everybody is all together gathered for some sort of meeting, like the Rose, the Arranger, some other miscellaneous mafia mob guys. And the Punisher's, his really cool, sick plan is to shoot a bazooka into the room where all of these <laughs> people are. He's like, that, that'll lure them. <laughs> it won't end crime, but I sure will put a dent in it. Um, and Peter's like, oh, no, don't shoot a bazooka into a building. <laughs> so they have a little scuffle there. And the bazooka shoots off and it shoots into the sky and it alerts all the mob people that like, oh, no, there's somebody here. So a ranger sends jack-o'-lantern out. Rose sends hobgoblin out. And they decide that they're going to work together. But what the arranger doesn't know is that the Rose is like, like, he's like, why are you working with me? And Rose is like, don't worry about it. But we know. Well, wait, do we know yet who the Rose is or do I just know? <laughs> uh, I think you just know. The readers okay. don't know. Okay, yeah. I couldn't figure out if I just knew or if it was a yeah. <laughs> I was like, shit, did we find out know, about that yet? Yeah, but do you know from reading the comic or from just knowing? Just from knowing who the Rose is, just okay. from like yeah. re- more modern yeah. stuff. Same Um. Sorry, we're, yeah, anyway, so a little scuffle on the rooftop. Peter uses some rocks to, to push the Punisher down. And then the Punisher punches himself in the chest, which explodes a bunch of poison gas, I guess. <laughs> it leaves Peter just that was weird. Yeah. crumpled on the rooftop and, and younces. And that's the end of the issue. <laughs> um, I will say, though, so when you go to, like, the, the Marvel fandom wiki... And if you're on the page for Amazing Spider-Man Volume 1, Issue 285, there is a little quote, which doesn't really happen with these, like, issues. There's a quote, and it's the best quote ever from this issue. What page is it on? One, two, three, four, five. Sorry. Like, page six or seven? Okay. It's one of the pages with the the Punisher and Spider-Man, and it's... And it's Spider-Man going, what's the difference between you and them? And Punisher going, the difference is I'm right, and they're dead. 
And I the love it. Came out. That was that, so good. I could have just been in a in the Dolph Lundgren movie. Right. Like, why wasn't that like the subtitle for this issue? The difference is I'm right and they're dead. Like Frank, buddy. <laughs> no, that's not how logic works. Where's your van? Where's his, Where's his fun van? Was that just in the comic or in the cartoon? I thought he he had the van in the comic. Oh too. no, he has. No, he has. Oh, is it? Yeah, he has a van. This I had this issue had a really great moment for not just the Punisher, but for people running up against Spider-Man in general, where, like, he's, like, he webs up the Punisher, and he's, like, all right, that'll, that'll hold him. And he comes back, and, like, the Punisher just, like, ripped his, his shirt sleeve off, and mm-hmm. that, that was enough to get him out. And I'm, like, just first guy I ever thought about that. Right. Just, right like, right. ah, damn it. And he just rips his sleeve and walks away. All the other people Spider-Man has webbed to walls has never thought, I'll just rip, I'll just take my shirt off. <laughs> no, I love it. So, Oh, just for the record, that quote is on page 22, actually. It's, oh, late, it? it's the second fight, yeah. Oh, I thought it was the first fight, the second fight. It's a great quote, though. But, uh, there, um, yeah, he's shooting, he's just firing a machine gun at Spider-Man. <laughs> so, Bex Luthor, what do you think of this issue? Man, I hate this gang war, it's so boring. Like, okay, well, there's only three more issues to go, but go ahead. <laughs> it's just, you've got, like, the Hobgoblin and Jack-O-Lantern, which are cool characters, but they're, like, being controlled by these boring-ass pencil pushers. Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care what the mob or the mafia is doing. No, I want to see Spider-Man punch Hobgoblin in the face. Like, they're all like, oh, we have to consider our moves carefully. No, you don't. <laughs> I think I think the whole idea of making them like an analogy to the mafia is more interesting personally. But just them like wreaking havoc and robbing banks. But Josh yeah. I, I'd like to see them do mafia things though. Mm-hmm. Like Okay, good point. Like good it's point. only a gang war in the sense that they say that it's a gang war. Like, yeah, they really good point. Really shown us that they're like doing they're, anything. Good point. Yeah. Their only criminal enterprise seems to be like they I might have it. they might have some arcade machines rigged. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it seems very strange. Because um, I think that all of these characters are interesting by themselves, and the fact that they're all against each other, even without Spider-Man there, and he's got to kind of like jump into the middle of this fight is super interesting. But they're not doing anything of substance to make it a gang war mm-hmm. uh, they're they're like just saying we've got to put a stop to this gang war without showing us anything happening um and i'm i'm sure that they've kind of talked about it before in previous previous issues but i don't remember there being anything like substantial happening right like, like Kingpin left because of something that happened in a daredevil issue right and yeah, then so like the other little factions are all like trying to get power now because he's not there. He left like a power vacuum. Right, but mm-hmm. but did anything happen? Is what I'm I'm I mean like no. I don't remember. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. It's like the, Peter keeps saying, "Oh, we gotta end this gang war because of all the innocent civilians." But the only thing that they showed is is other gangs fighting each other. Like, no, there's no pin, no innocence. It's just the blue boys. Yeah, the blue boys fighting whoever boys is against them. That's a well, that's a great point. Like show don't tell, right? But they haven't shown anything. Um, 
Andrew, what did you think of this issue overall compared to the other two we reviewed? Uh, definitely the weakest of the three, I would say. Uh, yeah, for, I mean, from an art artwork standpoint, it's just such, like, workman-like, boring, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like, it's so typical Spider-Man artwork that you're just like, there doesn't seem to be a lot of trying going on and yeah i felt the same thing about the gang war like i was like oh maybe it's gang war part one i was like maybe i missed uh some of the gang war in part one or part two rather i maybe i missed it in part one and i was like eh. but, yeah it just really felt like a bunch of like you know goons getting their asses kicked by various higher level goons also weird to see hobgoblin and jack-o'-lantern against each other since like i mean i feel like they're they're, well, their whole sh- their whole shtick really <laughs> runs together. Yes, like, you're right. Jack O'Lantern I, I, is just like an off-brand hobgoblin. Yeah, they've got more common than they think. <laughs> well, this Jack O'Lantern also becomes the hobgoblin later, so it's just it's just the same guy. Oh, who? So, which? Who's 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 Ned Leeds at this point? No, oh, he's just Ned right now. Yeah, it's it yeah. gets confusing because I've been. I watched an interview with Peter David, and at this point, nobody on the writer's team thought that Ned Leeds was the Hobgoblin. They all had plans for someone else. I can't remember which one it was, but it wasn't Ned Leeds. Next week, we're going to review the death of Ned Leeds, which confuses everything. And he doesn't die. Yeah, it's, well, we won't even talk about that, yeah. But yeah, things are getting wacky around this point. Also, we should point out that if you'll notice, this issue was plotted by Tom DeFalco, but it was written by editor Jim Owsley, who went on to change his name to Christopher Christopher Priest. So Interesting. I'm, yeah. I'm surprised how bad this was because he is a good writer. So, I mean, granted, he was like 25 at this point. But yeah, this was a pretty rough issue. Yeah, I like Christopher Priest. Right, right. Uh, Joshua Mervell, you've been reading Amazing Spider-Man for... How many issues in a row now? Eight ninety something. What do you think of this one? Yeah, it's it's been probably close to a hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's f- fine. It's not the worst one I've read. It's not close to the best one. Um, again, I just don't buy that there's a gang war going on because right. I don't ever see it. Like right, these, right, right. these guys kind of seem like they don't like each other a whole lot, but. Um, that's about it. I really do like the Rose. I like his dynamic with, uh, Hobgoblin. I like that he's against Kingpin and we're later going to learn that maybe it's personal. The reason why he's here fighting against Kingpin. Um, uh, I like, uh, uh, the, uh, um, the fact that the Kingpin's son is now showing up, and I think we've spoiled this in a previous episode. Can I just say it? Might as well. Go ahead. Yeah, so the Kingpin's son is the Rose, right? So, right. Uh, so I like that Like he's going to visit his mom, and she's kind of been locked away from him. Like Kingpin won't allow any visitors to go see her. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's finally got a chance to go see here now that he's kind of like gone away somewhere um so there's some like really fun stuff happening i just don't buy like the main plot so it kind of lessens what's happening in the issues 
Yeah. Also, the Punisher's here. <laughs> yeah, the Punisher's here, I guess. I mean, it makes sense. There's a lot of criminals going around, but to be honest, there's always a lot of criminals going around. So, like, what about these criminals is special for Frank to be like, oh, time to go kill him. These ones are dead. You already yeah. answered that. <laughs> ah, right, right. It, it feels like a little bit like they're ju- juggling too much right now. Like, I understand it's a gang war, so, like, all of the big bad guys are versing each other and, like, fighting each other. But we don't ever get to see them, like, have any, like, actual right. interactions with, with one another. Right. So we're just kind of like, look, jack-o'-lantern's here. Hobgoblin, you're here. The Rose is here, too. Like, it's just all of these people that they just mention. They talk about the foreigner, and they talk about... um the planner, what's his name? The, uh, the, the arranger. arranger. The arranger, yeah. Is this a rebrand of the fixer? Because I, I was not familiar with the arranger. Wait, is who's the fixer? I don't remember who the fixer is. Isn't the fixer the guy? Isn't the fixer the guy that killed uh, Jack Murdoch? Oh, yeah, Hold that is on. correct. Hold on, you know, the arranger is just is just Kingpin's uh, secretary wanted a fancy right. name too. <laughs> I would have, I would have kept going yeah. through the. I didn't the realize. Sorry, on that one. <laughs> the fixer was it created in Daredevil number one from 1964. So I think he's. I think fixing is different from arranging though. So I think it's two That's underrated true. characters. Yeah. Just There's like. Also, is there also like the coordinator? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So one thing else with the point out, I think they're doing a decent job of all these red herrings because I love that one scene on digital page 15 where Ned Leeds is having like his heart to heart with Joe Robertson and then Ben Ura mm. comes in and he's like he's like the Rose will be the last major player in town blah 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 and then Ned Leeds is like the Rose has a lot of muscle too Ben he's not just going to roll over for Hammerhead and then it cuts to the shot all black background and Ben Ben Urich says tell you one thing though no matter which no. way the gang war goes this town's in for some real fireworks mm-hmm. so they're trying to lead you to think that Ned Leeds is the Rose which might have been their intent i don't know because everything changed because of tom defalco getting fired then peter david getting fired the jim Elsley getting fired <laughs> getting fired so yeah it was a rough time for marvel but it's also making it so that their stories are when you're reading them leaked like every week a new issue instead of like every month i'm just like what's you changing your mind like 10 times i know just, just go with this could you imagine watching a movie and it's just like is it this guy? Is it this guy? But like the writers don't know until the end. That's yeah. called lost, right? <laughs> you and you and you, you, yeah, you really, really feel that too. And like, mm-hmm. it's not like it's a problem that Marvel has ever learned from with Spider-Man because they're still pretty much doing it. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing: I thought this issue was very flimsy, very weak. I, I mean, the great cover by by Mike Zack. Mm. But otherwise, I did not like it. Uh, I mean, you know, if you're going to skip issues of Amazing Spider-Man, you might as well skip this whole gang war because it seems to be a complete mess by a different writer who's not doing as good a job as Tom DeFalco. So I don't actually recommend this one. Uh, Andrew, what about you? Do you recommend this one? Nah, this one's a hard pass for me. Just There's a there's a gang war, like, animated Spectacular Spider-Man uh, ep- couple episodes. Just watch that mm. instead. Okay, uh, Joshua Marvell. No, I, I don't think I would recommend it. It's not like terribly offensive where I think it's bad. I think it's just like 
so nothing like it's right. it's if you skip it you're not missing anything so yeah i i don't recommend it Bex luthor mm, i'd say nah just skip it but it does have my favorite ship right now which is hobgoblin and rose interacting <laughs> so anytime that they're together I, you can't tell me they're not dating hobgoblin was like what's going on here rose and he just put his hand up he's like We'll talk about it later at home. Right. <laughs> and then, and then Hobgoblin was just like, mm, "Okay, I can't say mad at you. Like, come on, <laughs> cutest ship ever. All right, couple goals, really. Uh, but yeah, so you know, maybe. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say I, one thing I love about these '80s comics is there's all those weird moments that you can like identify like that. But I don't know. They don't really have them anymore. But that's just me. But yeah. Yeah. Later. I, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. He's like, later. I love it. <laughs> when we're in bed together later, we'll talk about it <laughs> after tea. And the best, is, the best is that the writers don't know who either of their identities are. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're, bo they're both Ned Leeds. <laughs> it's just Ned talking to himself. He's like, well, you know what? My wife cheated on me, so I'll, I'll, I can only trust Ned now. Hey, can we also quickly talk about how weird Rose's mask is? It's I didn't just, realize that it's like a helmet that comes up from the front. Yeah, yeah. Like it looks like it's it's like a leather, just like pullover mask or something, but it's like it's hard plastic, I guess, and just like lifts up like an Iron know. Man mask. Right, it's, like, right. it's like it's like a grocery store uh, Halloween costume. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, because I thought it's it was just like a balaclava thing that he just pulled yeah. over. It is also weird that he has his glasses over top of the mask, but... Well, how I don't he's going to see, Mike? Oh, I kind of like it. Didn't have, have soft contacts yet. No, I kind of yeah. like that he's got wait, 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 wait. his it's glasses over top. Right? Does Richard Fisk have glasses? No. Throwing you off the scent. There you go. It worked. Mm -hmm. He's like, nobody nobody will believe I'm a nerd. You're a reverse <laughs> Superman. Okay. <laughs> Covered his entire face and has glasses. He'll never get it. So with that, we are going to move to Peter Parker, the oh, Spectacular Spider-Man 123. This is the return of Blaze, who appeared in Peter David's first issue of Peter Parker. Blaze was actually a fictional sort of supervillain created by these college kids. But now somehow he is back and he's real. This issue starts out with Spider-Man. It's one of those, um, you know, jump into the middle of the action things where Spider-Man is looking at a building and the building's exploding. And he's like, Felicia! So Spider-Man swoops in and rescues Felicia Hardy, a.k.a. the Black Cat. Gets her out of this burning building. Uh, they, they land on the street and they run into Chris... Uh, is it Chris Keating? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris Keating, who is a, a police officer who's been making, you know, numerous appearances lately with the writers leading you to believe that he might be somebody like the Hobgoblin. He might be you know, someone else. We don't know. Maybe so the, Ned Leeds. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. There you go. And so anyway, so yeah, going on back and forth, blah, blah, blah. So then basically Peter Parker um, and... Black Cat are sort of doing their thing. Oh, yeah. So they flash back and explain how they got to this point. And Black Cat basically explains that she got some mail 
uh, under her door that said, someone slipped a note under my door a few minutes ago. It said, since I'm Spider-Man's lover, I'll be the first to die. Then the note burst into a puff of smoke and then ashes. And then Spider-Man's like, that's kind of fishy. Uh, maybe she should go investigate. <laughs> and then just as he's showing up, this explosion happens. So we flash back to the present. Black Cat has nowhere to stay. So Peter's like, okay, fine. You can stay at my apartment. They get back to his apartment. Of course, Randy, Candy, and Bambi, or at least two of them, are sunbathing out on the roof. And Black Cat comes up with a brilliant idea to, sh to distract them. She just shouts out, run, it's Spider-Man. And then they're like so scared of Spider-Man that they just run back into their apartment. And so then they're like, oh, look at that. So we managed to get in. So meanwhile, Mary Jane is doing her thing. She is... Uh, is this her new semi-boyfriend? What's his name? Yeah. Alfredo. Alfredo. He's kind of like hitting on her, but she's trying to brush him off. And um, and he's like making fun of Peter Parker in the meantime. So we cut back to Peter and Black Cat uh, arguing, flirting, arguing. And then, of course, there's a knock on the door. So Peter does what anyone would do. He throws Black Cat across the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Knocks her like 10 feet yeah. in the air. She falls. Mary Jane is there. I love this exchange. Peter, uh, Mary Jane, like is like leaning on the doorway. And she's like, "Hi, Tiger. Hey, you're beat red." And then she's just sitting there, and she's like, "Peter, I can't keep this smile forever. Pace. I can't keep this smile pasted on forever. Do something." So then this awkward exchange happens between Mary Jane and Black Cat, and they're kind of like, you know, being catty, so to speak. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, and then I love this. Uh, then Mary Jane says. Uh, Oh, so Mary Jane's making fun of Black Cat, complaining about her, and then Peter's like, that's ridiculous. You make it sound like I'm at her beck and call. Then Black Cat says, Peter, I just thought of something. I've saw, I just thought of someone who can help us. Let's go. Peter's like, great, I'm with you. So, so they take off, and Peter, Mary Jane's left by herself. Then we cut over to this scene of the foreigner's like buddy. It's not the arranger. It's not the fixer. It's who is your guy, Andrew? Um... The coordinator? the coordinator. It might be the coordinator. I don't know. So the coordinator is hiring this guy to kill Spider-Man, and he gives him this weapon. The coordinator pulls it. No, sorry. The bad guy pulls the gun on the coordinator, goes to shoot him, but the gun doesn't actually work, so blah, blah, blah. So he, he's been outsmarted by the foreigner. So anyway, he signs his contract. He's being hired to kill Spider-Man and the Black Cat. So then, this is the part I was confused by. Spider-Man Spider and the Black Cat... They go to, is this the foreigner's this office? This is foreigner's office, yeah. yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So they go to foreigner's office, and while they're there, this middle-aged woman storms into the, like, waiting area, goes past them, walks in, pulls out a gun, and shoots the foreigner. But then they realize, oh, the person that was shot is actually a dummy. The woman is the foreigner. So they start chatting it up, and, of course, foreigner kisses Black Cat on the cheek because in a previous issue they had slept together, right? So we know they're kind of a... Friends with benefits mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call them. And uh, they're chatting it up back and forth. And then um, I don't even remember what happens in the scene. What comes out of the scene? Anything? Um, Foreigner tells them that he knows who set Felicia's apartment on fire. It was this guy, Blaze. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. So then they, so Peter, uh, so sorry, Spider-Man and Black Cat take off. They go, they find Blaze. And Blaze is like, look, I've been hired to kill you guys, but... I got a better idea. Why don't you guys pay me to kill the foreigner? And Spider-Man's like, oh, really? So then Spider-Man, just like he did with Black Cat, punches her, punches him in the face. Uh, he goes flying across the room. They web him up. 
And then there's this weird scene where Spider-Man notices that Felicia's nails are really long. But then she closes her fist and opens them back up and they look completely normal. So I'm sure that'll come back in a future issue, but we don't know what's going on yet. So they are, they've tied up the foreigner. And then meanwhile, who's this other guy? I just read this yesterday. Who's this other guy that's shooting at them now? It's the Blaze's goons because like they tied up a woman who worked at this. That's right. They gave him him like a saw video and they're like, we're going to get you. If you don't pay Spider-Man, if you're not, if you don't pay us 30 grand. (laughs) Right. And unfortunately, they find the woman and she has been shot dead. So they came too late, which proves uh, they figure out that the video was pre-recorded. So then they go back and they find Blaze and Blaze is talking smack and he's shooting a flamethrower at them. But then Spider-Man and Black Cat take out all the goons. Then Blaze throws a grenade at them, but he, but Spider-Man catches it and throws it back. Then he's just about to start beating the crap out of Blaze. And then, of course, Chris Keating shows up. And Spider-Man's like, okay, whatever, I'm out of here. I was going to beat him up, but now you're here, so see you later. So then uh, Spider-Man and Black Cat are chatting it up, and they decide, you know, whatever. One thing leads to another, they kiss. Then it cuts over to Chris Keating coming into Blaze's... Um, prison cell and uh chris keating's already figured out what's going on he's like yeah i know you were hired by the foreigner i know you were hired to kill spider-man black cat and then he breaks blaze's neck and then all of a sudden has superhuman strength he pulls the um prison bars inward to make it look like someone broke in calls the prison guards and basically says that spider-man broke in and broke uh blaze's neck and that mm-hmm. is the end of the story. And I'll just say, maybe it didn't have much competition, but I thought this was the best one this month, easily. Uh, Andrew Helmer, what's your review of this one? So I liked a lot of it. Like I li- I actually really liked the art. I found it like really dynamic at times. Um, I at first I hated, but then quickly fell in love with like glam rock uh black cat black cat like yeah. i was just like this is terrible i don't know it's growing on me i love this this is this is just black cat now um right but it had some of the so i i i last time we were, i was on we were you know it was still a peter david run and i just some of his writing is is a little and by a little i mean kind of like a lot sexist and like there's some kind of questionable stuff going on and like Peter's like a real jerk and everybody's just, yeah, it just felt a little icky at times. Um, but story wise, you know, like I was mostly on board. I just felt like there was some, you know, period, period era ickiness going on and yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I thought the dialogue was really good, but I did, some things I took notice of was the woman getting held hostage, then murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, well, Randy, Candy, and Bambi, they're, you know, they're yeah, staples. Yeah. Of, yeah. I love them. They're fine. Um, <laughs> I there don't know. Like, there uh, was, like, Peter, like, shouting, like, I'm not just some defenseless woman. Right, right, right. And, and, and you know, or him shoving, like, Felicia. Black. And when they're, <laughs> when they're not in costume, it, it feels very... It it just feels rough, you know, like it doesn't right, right, right. feel, yeah. 
Like, Black Cat doesn't have superhuman strength, at least at this run. <laughs> right. She, she, ter- uh, she does. I think she. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of a lot of what happened in this. I really don't like how Felicia is written mm-hmm. um, in this era. Uh, I It's really weird that they're like forcing this like love triangle back again with MJ and Peter and Felicia. And at the same time, MJ seeing Alfredo and Felicia seeing foreigner. And like, they all know it. They all know that they're in relationships with all of these people, but they're still being romantic with everybody. And it just feels weird that like nobody's feelings are really hurt. Nobody's upset by this. Like 80s man yeah yeah peter's just like oh that's weird uh foreigner kissed felicia ah whatever i'll kiss felicia too (laughs) (laughs) is it is is mary jane dating pizza by alfredo or alfredo's pizza i just want to know because there's a there's a big difference there's a big difference not office fans, are you? No, I, like, I, <laughs> yeah, I, got you got I didn't get it. I didn't get it. No, I've never seen it. Well, clever. Uh, Bex oh Luthor, what'd you think of this issue? I hated it. Oh, <laughs> What a surprise. Um, yeah, it's so shocking that I hated the issue where three women are just treated as disposable objects throughout the whole thing. Um, what about the dialogue? The sharp, funny dialogue? Didn't you like that? I, no, I was, I was uh, too... Focused on the fact that a nameless, busty woman was used as a prop to get Spider-Man angry. And then mm. her dead corpse was used as a shock factor. I'm just tired of that shit, honestly. Mm. It's exhausting. And, 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 like, on top of that, too, they also had to, of course, like, rip her dress. Mm-hmm. So her, like, tits are just hanging out. So, like, like even, yeah. even, this, even, like, this dead body is, like, weirdly sexualized. Sexualized, mm-hmm. good point. Yeah, and Felicia is weirdly sexualized the whole time. Like her bodysuit is normally like skin tight, and that's fine because so's Peter's. But like, it's just he Peter just like picks her up and like just carries her around like she's mm-hmm. a a cat, literally, like like a dead cat. <laughs> and then like the next panel, they're like jumping around the city, swinging together, like nothing, like nothing's wrong with her. Mm-hmm. Like it's just weird that. It's, mm, I don't know. I will say though, I did enjoy how um, Peter sits ho- at home alone in the Spider Man bottoms and just a, an orange bathrobe. And then if the phone rings, he gets up from sitting. Felicia's like, You're going to want to sit down for this. So he then says, Let me grab a wall. And he sits down on the wall. You are Beautiful. just sitting, Peter. Yep. So not only does that happen, but then he goes to Felicia's apartment, grabs Felicia, goes back home, takes off his Spider-Man... No, wait. He hangs up the phone. He takes off his robe. He puts on his Spider-Man shirt. He goes to get Felicia. He comes back home. He takes off his Spider-Man shirt. He puts back on his Spider-Man robe. Mary Jane comes in. Then him and he takes off his robe, puts back his Spider-Man costume on, and then leaves again. Dude, what's up you in this orange robe? There's no continuity here. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, the scene of him sitting on the wall is awesome. I love that. 
That's the only good it's part. A, mm-hmm. It's something only Spider-Man can do. Uh, I love all the dialogue. Again, like the, the exchange that I mentioned about Mary Jane, the dialogue is excellent, as always with Peter David. Mm-hmm. Um, My problem is like the only time that these two women talk to each other, they're immediately like, this bitch. No, this mm. bitch. Like, cool. I mean, ladies, you're mad at the wrong person. Peter's right there. Being a dick to both of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. It's also like, does it, does Felicia have to like seduce Peter? That's all the time. As a foreigner, right? Is yeah. like make him love you so that we could <sighs> kill him. Yeah, mm. it's like it, it. Like you already have a past relationship. Does it? Do you need to go go back into being in a relationship to make Peter care about you? It's like Peter's gonna care about you either way. Yeah, you don't need yeah. to like. I don't know. And then you can, yeah, I don't, yeah, you don't have to have MJ and Felicia be like catty, catty with each yeah. other. And like, I don't know. It's yeah, I'm not, I'm really not a fan of how Felicia is written. I just don't like her character. And I, you know, it's weird. I thought I liked Felicia Hardy, but everything that we've ever read, I'm like, oh, I hate this character. And it's not. It's not. It's it's like the same problem with Peter. It's like I like Peter Parker, but I just hate how he's written a lot of times in the eighties, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. when it comes to women and his relationships. He's just always a dick to everybody. Yeah, like he, it doesn't he, seem like nerdy Peter. He can't stop like calling every woman he knows like crazy or nuts or like yeah yeah when he's literally lying and gaslighting all of them <laughs> like yeah. what are you talk about you're crazy i'm not spider-man and then he's like haha i am spider-man <laughs> fuck you peter little it's does just she, little does she know i am spider-man <laughs> i also will say the other thing that i liked is the foreigner stupidly revealing his entire like bag of tricks to both of them he's like oh by the way i disguise myself as other people for fun don't worry though that's not a plot point for later like why Mm. would you do that why would you show them that that's something that you do is it just it's got to just be for the audience because there's no way peter and felicia are going to remember that because they're idiots I also so, re- I really but, liked that they had to clarify that it wasn't Foreigner the band because I was just like is it, right. I was like is it Foreigner the band? No, no, yeah. it's Spider-Man villain. Okay. So, do you think yeah. at this oh, go ahead Josh? I was going to say I I also was laughing at this whole Jean Parmesan reveal for <laughs> for Foreigner. It's like so stupid, but I loved it because everything else I feel like in this issue, I was just like, oh, don't like that. Don't like that. And then, of course, he, he's dressed up as his angry ex-wife to fool them for some reason. So let me see if I get this straight of how this is my my sequence of events in this very short issue of what Foreigner does. So for, they're like, OK, this guy burned down my apartment. Let's go see Foreigner. Foreigner, they go show up. Old lady, you know, shoots him. Oh, oh, it's not him. It's Foreigner. And then Foreigner's like, ah, sorry about that. I'm just pretending to be my ex-wife. Uh, and they're like, yeah, yeah, cool. And then he's like, oh, I know this guy. It was probably Blaze. Blaze burned it down. And then they're like, all right, cool. I'll go good. And then it turns out that he hired Blaze to 
throw them off of his scent, even though they've already come to him for this? Like, couldn't he have just, I mean, he clearly got the drop on them already in his office. He could have been like, he could have shot them when he was dressed up as the woman. And there you go. End of, he put too much, he put too much thought into this. It doesn't quite make sense, but it's very theatrical, right? Yeah, I think the whole plot of this is trying to, to get Felicia back together with Peter to gain his trust again. But mm-hmm. my thought is, Peter was super mad that that lady died. Like, what are the chances that his reaction to being so grief-stricken with not being able to save someone was to make out with Felicia and not just <laughs> internalize everything and fuck off like he normally does? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like... Go off and brood some more. I didn't, yeah, so, like, until you guys let me, I didn't know that was a plot between Black Hat and Felicia. I just thought this was literally just the 400th retread of Mm. Black Hat showing up and being like, I've changed this time. And (laughs) Peter being like, damn it, I'll give you a shot. Well, I'm sure by the end of this whole plot, She's going to realize, oh, my goodness, Peter, I actually am in love with you. I originally was doing this to get back at you and to kill you to get revenge. But I realized that I've loved you this entire time. Like, of course, it's going to be that. <laughs> like, what? Oh, God. Yeah, I really hate this. <laughs> I really hate this, Felicia. Like, nobody seems like they're being serious. Because when when Foreigner and Felicia make like Foreigner tried to sent Sabretooth. Not not sent him, but Sabretooth went to go fight Spider-Man. Felicia beat up Sabretooth. Foreigner came to kill Felicia because she beat up Sabretooth. And they were like, now nah, let's make a deal. How about we kill Spider-Man together? But like, part of me was like, is Felicia just doing this to just get the Foreigner off her hands? But then she sleeps with him and seems to have actual feelings for him. He's just using her. I think part of her is using him. And then also she still loves Spider-Man and Dunn, I don't think wants to kill him at all. So I don't understand what the point of any of this is. Like the foreigner just wants to kill Spider-Man, but there's, there's gotta be an easier way. What about the art? Let's talk about the art. <laughs> Andrew Helmer. What do you think about the art here by Dwayne Turner and Art Nichols? Uh, oh, oh, what a name. Uh, I like, <laughs> I like the art a lot. I really like the opening panel, like of, uh, uh, Spidey like seeing the explosion it's like such a it's a very dynamic like panel uh, and there's a lot of that throughout the issue that I enjoy um, and I, I, I gotta say I just love glam rock black cat nice <laughs> such a ridiculous outfit that it just feels like made to be like DLC for a video game uh, okay Joshua Marvell what do you think of the art in this one uh, I hate Black Cat's jacket. <laughs> oh, I'm being so, sarcastic. I and I mm. love that the uh, I love that even the writers have to like take a dig at the the jacket. Like she's knocked out in the apartment without it, and the first thing she says is, "Don't forget my cool jacket <laughs> with the gold studs on the shoulder." <laughs> and Peter's like, "This ugly piece of shit." Okay, mm-hmm. I'll grab it. I guess. Uh, yeah, the art's fine. I mean it. It, it it's it works well with the story. Everything was pretty clear, but um, I will say it made me miss uh, Rich Buckler from uh, last issue because mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that art. But 
Yeah, you know, I, I know Dwayne Turner from Suffering 7 with Chris Claremont, and I think this was much better, but I'm surprised how good it was, considering it was kind of a fill-in job. But, uh, Bex Luther, what did you think of it? Eh. I don't know. I just, I thought, I was kind of, it was, it's fine with for me. It's mm-hmm. a little bit objectifying at some mm-hmm. times. Um, Felicia's always drawn with a sexy face which I noticed, mm-hmm. I don't know. So like, but like, sometimes I'm like, okay, well he can draw one face, but like none of the dudes, the dudes are pretty well, like foreigners got some good facial expressions, but Felicia's got two facial expressions. She's got pouty lips and then mouth very agape pouty lips. So mm. it's a subtle difference there. Yeah. That's, that's the two emotions, sexy and Sexy, scared yeah. and sexy. Scared and <laughs> sexy. So so scared. Um, meh. I I nothing nothing really like stuck out to me as like something, as like an interesting panel or like something that I was like, oh, that's such a cool idea. It just seemed pretty generic. All um, right. I do want to comment on Blackhead's outfit though, because I want I just want to remind everyone that. This outfit is a direct, like, it, it directly relates to Secret Wars 2. And I want everyone to, to remember that Secret Wars 2 caused this outfit. So if people didn't like Secret Wars 2, this is another reason to dislike it. Because that's fair. the gold notebook is on her. Yeah, belt. her shoulder pads are the gold notebook, right? Yes. She melted down the gold notebook and told the, took the, turned them into shoulder pads for her mm-hmm. leather jacket. Because it's 1987. And, that's, yeah. and then, and then she also like She's like, "You think I made of money, Peter?" There's literally, literally yes. yes, you actually are made of money. Yes, <laughs> ma'am. Now, is her hair tied back, or is this a weird like shave? Like, yeah, she just got a rat tail now. Ugh. This is so 80s. But what can you do, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking, yeah, it's just a rat tail and not a ponytail. I don't know why I really enjoyed, but like when MJ shows up at the apartment and she's only just found out that he's like he's Spider-Man. And like it's, you know, can't it, it can't have been too long. And he's just like, oh, MJ. I don't suppose you've met Black Cat. <laughs> yeah. she's like no you idiot i haven't <laughs> peter this is or mj this is my good friend dr octopus yeah. <laughs> and, like, and really, then she's like oh where did you go to school and he's like no not that kind of doctor yeah like really really easing her into this lifestyle like no so, wonder she's going for this alfredo guy god peter you suck so much how how it is it that we have a character named Alfredo and he's not in the mafia story? Good point. Good point. But he is. How could he's you do French. this to me, Alfredo? He's, he's Ned Leeds. No, Alfredo is. Oh my God. <laughs> so, oh, speaking of red herrings, who as a reader do we think Chris Keating is at this point, considering he clearly has superhuman strength? I know who he is. I just assumed it was a new character. Yeah, same. Oh, I, I just assume that we are gonna like. Uh, I don't know who who at the, this point is. Well, 
Do you think that he's supposed to be the Hobgoblin? No. Okay. You feel? I mean, uh, it looks like he's really pulling down like a pretty solid nine to five job. I feel like he wouldn't necessarily have time to <laughs> hobgoblin around. Uh, Bex Luther, do you know something we don't know? Yeah, I, I know who, who Chris Keating is. Um, Are you gonna keep a secret? I don't know. I don't want. Is, is don't it want a character person. that's? Is it a character yes. that's already around right now? Yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. So like that's why um it's like so weird. It's like who's the hobgoblin? Ooh, what's going on with Ned? Oh, what's going on with this guy? Who's the Rose? Who's Captain Keating? Like, it's like too many. Like, you could have one or two, but why do five people need alter like secret identities? Like, calm down. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say though, I did like this little reveal at the end. I thought that was probably mm. the strongest part of the issue. Um, I also kind of like that he seems like unassuming. Like he kind of looks like a little bit out of shape. He's an mm-hmm. older guy. Like I, I like you, we always kind of knew something weird and fishy was going on with him. But then when he rips the like jail bars out, you're like, I was like, holy shit, what the hell is going on? This guy is mm-hmm. some sort yeah. of like superhuman. I didn't, I, I never would have guessed that. So that was a, uh, like a genuinely nice surprise to see. Cause yeah, I didn't expect that from him. Yeah, and with that, I will say that I do recommend this issue, despite the issues that we all had with it. I thought it was the best of the bunch. And, yeah, I have fond memories of reading this one for good reason, I think. I thought it was a good one. Andrew Helmer, do you recommend this issue? Eh. Yes and no. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. No, probably not. If I'm actually being honest, no, no, I don't think so. All right, Joshua Mervell. Um, no, I don't think I would. I mean, <laughs> they really kind of play up this whole Blaze is back. Everybody, guess what? Blaze is back. He's on maybe two pages and then he's dead. He's gone mm-hmm. forever. He's gone again. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't think that enough good things happen wow. in this to outweigh the problems I had with it. Mm-hmm. Um if you have this issue, skip to like the end page, and I don't think you'll really miss anything else that that happened. All right, Bex Luthor, do you recommend it? Yeah, no. <laughs> Things that make me go ugh, I can't recommend. Right, even if it's only mm. half of it making me go ugh, it's still ugh. Um, yeah, no. I will say though, you know how we always talk about how these like one-off villains they all end up dying but then they all come back because what's his face resurrected everybody not blaze blaze is dead and just nobody ever does anything with him ever again really he's this is the last appearance yes, of really blaze. there is two appearances of blades and nobody gives a shit i do i didn't oh, think i ever so yeah, amazing hold on becca like is this guy can i just tell you i wrote a screenplay and filmed the screenplay where in the movie, the characters play a song called Blaze is Back. Taken from this comic from 1987. Did you know that? What? Why would I know that? Because it hasn't been released yet. But anyway, okay. With that. Big Gary Blaze aficionados? No, it's funny. Completely unrelated. But anyway. Um, Dude, you could Google Blaze Marvel, and it takes you forever to get to the page because it's just Johnny Blaze. 
I was well, like, oh, are you misspelled Blaze? Blaze is back. Uh, Blaze is back. We'll be in here somewhere. Trust me. Okay. We want to thank <laughs> Andrew Hunter for coming back. Andrew, thank you so much. We'll have you on again soon. In fact, yes. I'm tempted to have you on if you're free for the big Hobgoblin reveal coming up in a few weeks. If you're Ooh. free for that. You know Ooh. it. You know awesome. it. Yeah. So we definitely want to thank you. We want to thank Bex Luther for joining us. Yeah. Hey, Don't get too excited. Awesome. Sorry, I was literally, I was reading something about Blaze, and then you called to me, and I, I, I wasn't expecting it, and now I'm panicking. It's okay. Is he in the runner game? Ooh, doubt it. Hmm. What was that Spider-Man runner game? I'll look it up. Okay, Let's so continue the outro. For those listening, be sure to join us next week as we, uh, Take another, uh, you know, left turn and review some Spidey uh, guest appearances in The Thing Number 5 from 1983, which we missed the first time around. We're also going to review another Power Pack comic, Power Pack Number 33, and we're going to review a very special one-shot appearance, Spider-Man versus Wolverine, which is going to be really exciting. And we're going to be joined by special guest, Messiah Complex, a.k.a. Jeff McDonald, everyone's favorite cosplayer. So be sure to join us next week. And Jeff's going to be here next week? Stop it, Becca. Anyway, you can take a here, Josh. <laughs> I was going to skip it, too. <laughs> no way. Uh, we also want to thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. It really helps when you leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts. Or you can drop us a line on Twitter at, at HCTSpiderCast. Please let us know what you guys think about the, uh, uh, the issues we're talking about in the podcast itself. Let's uh, keep that comments conversation going. That's right. So until next week, 